Welcome. My name is Kimair Baker. I am the founder of a nonprofit organization, jintel.org. That's J-I-N-T-E-L.org and moderator of a Healing Peace podcast. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. This podcast series bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic tools to empower us in our emotional health and wellness process. These tools educate, connect, and transform into the abundant life that God provides. Glad to have you. We're going to just jump right on in. We wanted to know, how do women respond when people or life experiences hurt us? We invited women to answer this question, and we will spend the next several podcast episodes addressing our responses. Do you want to know what the number one answer is? Well, the number one answer is to shut down. What does it mean to shut down? I'm going to tell you. The short answer is that we stop engaging in life while avoiding the person or people that hurt us or had a conflict with. As I stated before, this was the number one answer. We do this so commonly. You're not the only ones. But why do we do it? We are attempting to protect ourselves from being hurt again. And as I share this, I want to share about my own experience in this area. When I was younger, like I always knew that I would serve God in some capacity. I had many dreams and many moments that those dreams were shattered. When they were shattered, I felt unfulfilled. And my next immediate response was, I shut down. Why? Because I thought that I wasn't useful or needed from God. One particular incident occurred when I was the youth minister. Now, I know you guys are like, this y'all story about shutting down, work with me, work with me. Because the thing is, is that we experience disappointments and pains in many, any areas of our lives. It could be high as the sense of my best friend don't mess with me and I'm tired. It can be low as, you know what, I just woke up this morning. I just want feeling right. So all these different experiences equate to us having an emotional response to prohibit us from keep moving forward. I'm going to go back to my story about being a youth minister. While I was in that role, about a month after, I was replaced by a new member. Mm-hmm. At the time, I ain't going to lie, I was furious. And I'm going to tell you why I was furious. Because no one came and asked. No one said, hey, you know, Khmer, there's this new person here. We want to uh, help train them and bring them in this role. No. They were just like, hey, somebody else is here. Bye. You'd be like, what? And I would say, again, because of it being in a church environment, my, my world was altered. 
I was hurt and I felt rejected. And after that experience, I began to resent the church leaders for making a drastic decision, especially with not communicating with me so that I could understand, was there areas in my life that I needed to grow in? Was there things that I was doing that was inappropriate? I didn't have that conversation. Of course, when you don't know the complete details, the next thing happens, you start thinking. Boy, was I thinking. And I was thinking to the point where I couldn't sleep anymore. I was so consumed by my thoughts and my inability to serve God. This went on for a couple days, but I was like, okay, come here, you got to do something to calm my anxiety and anger. Yes, I was angry. I decided to seek comfort in television and food. As time progressed, I did read my Bible and I did pray. But one of the things that I would do in my prayer would be, God, mm, you need to address these church people. They are sinful. They did this to me. Deal with them. Yes, I did. And I would say that I did remain a member of the church, but I no longer used my gifts to help others. I became so focused on my hurt. I lost being connected with others and bringing glory to God. Instead, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to be with him alone. In that, I didn't realize that I began to isolate myself from my church community. Now, as I stated before, we all have different experiences. This may be like, mm, that wasn't too deep for me. Hey, rejection happens. And that was definitely a moment where I felt rejected. But in that hurt, let's recap with the actions that are involved with shutting down. And you may have missed them actually in my great storytelling, but here are the actions that were involved in my shutting down. We, I, avoided social or church events to avert dealing with the person, the church leaders, the conflict. Others, you guys, you may stop doing things that bring you joy, like exercising, meetup groups, and just even just being able to laugh. Sometimes we just need that. We may stop participating in our church community altogether. We may stop reading our Bibles or praying. Or, like what I did, read more, pray more frequently, but decide that the church is not necessary. God alone is enough, which he is. Another thing we may do in shutting down, and in, in which I showed in my own experience, is that I may start doing things that have addictive behaviors. For me, it was not being able to sleep. But I start overeating. I started to watch a whole bunch of TV, like anything where there's overindulgence. And that can also be in sexual activities, even though we ain't supposed to be doing them. But somehow we will find a method to release that shutting down emotional hurt in other behaviors that are not healthy or long term 
does not produce the goodness that we're hoping for. As I stated, I had inconsistent sleep pattern. I couldn't remain asleep. Some may oversleep and others may become emotionally detached. For me, I detached myself from my church group. I showed up, but emotionally, I wasn't engaged. Sometimes we can even go to the extreme of questioning God's authority and sovereignty over our lives because the pain is so strong. Now, I know I said a lot so far, and I want you guys to see that we're not the only ones who experience a moment of shutting down. Another great example of someone who shut down and actually in the Bible, which you may not have realized or paid attention to, is Elijah. Elijah, out of fear, shut down and fled. If you don't know much about Elijah, I'm going to try and give you a quick re- recap. Hopefully it won't be too long. But in 1 Kings 19, talks about Elijah fleeing from Jezebel. He just completed the daunting task of killing false prophets with a sword. Jezebel. Yeah, Jezebel. We heard that name before. Usually it's associated with sex or something. But Jezebel was furious that her prophets died by the sword. So much so, she sent word to Elijah and told him flat out, I'm about to kill you. Get ready. It's coming. And Elijah being human, which I would have done the same thing, fled for his life. He traveled away from the place that God had called him to serve. He had enough and wanted to die. Now, while he was traveling, he was miserable. Yes, he was. And he slipped. Also, during that season, God sent an angel to tend to his needs by providing food. So 40 days later, Elijah, he finally made it to his destination, Mount Haram. I want to highlight a couple of things about Elijah in this moment. Clearly, he was shutting down. He was depressed. He stopped being in his role as a prophet. He disengaged. He took comfort in sleeping. Spiritually, he told God he had enough. In this moment, he believed Jezebel over God's sovereignty in his life. And second, he made a journey that had the perception of being spiritual, but in actuality, he was moving away from where God wanted him to be. He fled from the battleground. Elijah's response represents shutting down emotionally and spiritually. As I shared with my previous situation by being a youth ministry minister or trying to, whatever you want to call it, I can totally relate. I was removed. I thought, man, God, am I doing your will? Why am I here? You know, why am I being treated so wrongly? What's going on? And I disengaged. Like, even though I showed up, I had the illusion of being spiritual because I at least showed up. But in actuality, I disengaged from the work that God called me. So the story continues, though. I want us to look at God's response to Elijah during his shutdown period. I want you to notice something good about God's character. During his journey, 
he made sure that Elijah was taken care of by sending an angel to tend to his needs. God extended mercy and grace. More importantly, God loved Elijah. I believe, and I'm telling you, I believe it, and I, I know it from my own journey, that God still responds to us the same way. He provides time for us to process our hurt and ensures that our needs are being met in the process. Okay, Elijah's story doesn't end there. He makes it to the mountain, and God questions him. Dude! Why are you here? Basically, God is saying, why are you off the path? Why are you not doing your work? Elijah, he answers by pleading his case. And I would have done the same thing. Yes, I would have. He was like, hey, God, no one is with me. I'm alone. My life has been threatened. After Elijah said what he said, Then the Lord responded. He was like, hey, go stand before the mountain. I'm going to pass by. What happened next? A great wind came. Rock star breaking up. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. Then the earthquake came. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. Then after the earthquake was a fire. But you know what? The Lord wasn't in the fire. Then after the fire was a gentle blowing and it's been a totally true that that gentle blowing was like a gentle whisper was it was a a silence so to speak god passed by elijah in the silence that followed the storm during elijah's journey you know god was silent he didn't question him for those 40 days when he was traveling He didn't question Elijah. Instead, he tended to him. And I'll tell you guys, there are times that God, again, is doing the same in our lives. Like in his silence, it may not be the dramatic, it may not be the earthquake, it may not be the fire, it may not be all these big things that we want, but he is there and he's present in the silence. And even though he presented himself in a silent, he continued to question Elijah. And he said, hey, what are you doing here? In his response, it's, it's more of, man, you know what? I need you to go back, get out this mountain, go back where you came from and complete the work that I gave you. And how did Elijah respond? He responded by returning to God and to the purpose that God had for him. As I shared both stories, my personal experiences and Elijah's experience, when we shut down, one of the things that happen is that we wander from the place that God has for us. Think through this. Spend some time reflecting. Think through your moments of shutting down. What did you stop doing for God because of it? What did you stop doing for yourself because of it? When you shut down, think about, did you stop doing his will? And I will tell you, yes, Kimir, I was doing the same thing. I showed up, but I wasn't engaged. 
And God being God, he sent people in my path and he said, hey, you are supposed to be leading my flock. I am with you. I have extended mercy and grace. Girl, you get on up. That's the call for all of us is to be able to hear his voice in the silence and do his will. All right, you guys, I want to hear from you. What do you notice about yourself when you shut down? What has kept you trapped in emotional hurt? Please go to healingpeace.com. Share your thoughts with us. We want to know. Because again, we're not the only ones. Sometimes in our experiences, we think, oh, it's just me. But no, it's not. And while you're there, we have a great companion workbook to this lesson that will keep you moving forward. All right, you guys, come back. We have another great episode for you. See you then. This concludes our podcast. Please go to healingpeace.com for the workbook and to leave us feedback. Don't forget to write us a podcast review. Send that email to free at a healing peace.com.